You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here we are uh, looking into our series of seasons in review of 2020, offseason in preview, offseason really in progress here in 2021. We still have two more teams to talk about. We've got to almost everyone, 30 of 32 we have two left. They're the two S's in the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks. So we'll end this week looking at the 49ers, begin next week looking at the Seahawks, and then what we'll do there is we'll go around the horn of each uh, conference uh, now that uh, the dust has settled a little bit for its free agency and have some depth chart updates. So we'll go through the main positions there, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We'll take the AFC and NFC, so we'll do that there and uh, cover you there with uh, what's going on and uh, how these teams are now looking heading into the draft and a lot more draft analysis and content coming for you here on Lockdown Fantasy Football as we transition to April next week. All right, let's uh, go into today's team. That is the 49ers. And we usually start a quarterback with our analysis and we know it was a rough season at quarterback. You had uh, a combination of Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard had to take over here. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't uh, finish the season here. We know that. Uh, he came back, but not uh, quite what they expected. Another injury-riddled year for Jimmy Garoppolo after the Super Bowl year in between. He only plays six games, seven TDs, five interceptions. Not much to see there. C.J. Beathard actually played really well in two games, six TDs. You had Nick Mullins, 12 TDs, 12 interceptions in his 10 games. So he's a roller coaster for sure. As a team, they end up with 43-20 passing, 17 interceptions, 25 TDs. So still no, nothing resembling a QB1, really deep end QB2. We also know they didn't uh, produce much on the ground between those uh, quarterbacks, uh, yeah, Nick Mullins had eight rushing yards in ten games. Jimmy Garoppolo had twenty-five and six, and C.J. Beathard actually was the most athletic, twenty-eight. But nobody found the end zone there, so pretty sloppy season as a whole. With a lot of Mullins there starting at quarterback half the season, the other half pretty much was Garoppolo and Beathard. So yeah, there's a lot to be desired here. Jimmy Garoppolo was. A high-end QB2 a couple years ago, but now that's a big uh, question mark here. And, by the way, it's a change. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. That, But um, Mullins and Beathard are both gone. They were free agents. I didn't think the 49ers would keep them, and they've moved on from them. So right now they're selling Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback, and he's their best remaining option here. So for now, Jimmy Garoppolo returns, and he's expected to return healthy as your starting quarterback for the 49ers. And again, he has some pretty good weapons. We know that. I mean, there's some upside here to get to 30-plus touchdowns. It didn't happen with that committee, but there was a lot of disconnect there. And part of it 
was uh, tied to injuries as well. Injury riddled throughout uh, there for San Francisco. And uh, that definitely came into play in the backfield here. You had uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. He ends up as their top running back on the season here. 733 yards from scrimmage, 10 TDs combined here. Three receiving, seven rushing here for him. He finishes 30th overall in scoring in half-point PPR. His average was 11.3, 29th. So he was a flex play, not quite in the... RB2 conversation here while filling in for Raheem Mostert, who missed half the season. He only played eight games here. Wilson was active for 12, so he missed some time as well. So totally a committee approach here for the 49ers. You had uh, a look at uh, Raheem Mostert. When he was uh, rolling, he was uh, 11.5 points per game, so he was the better average here overall, 677 and 3 from scrimmage. So you double that, he's... uh, well over 1,300 yards, six TDs there uh, with uh, Jeff Wilson. He pretty much played most of the season. You're looking at uh, 1,000 yards from scrimmage and about uh, 12 TDs there for Wilson. So, again, uh, they had to lean on Wilson quite a bit. There were some games where he was boomer bust, where he had uh, TDs on his slate or not much else in production. So, Mustard, again, just outside of the RB2 with that average 11.5 points per game. And, the committee approach didn't hear help at all here. Jerk McKinnon uh, had 572 yards and 60, so just enough to disrupt the production of those two guys ahead of him. Out of necessity, he had to play quite a bit. One guy who didn't play at all much either was Tevin Coleman. He misses half the season. So McKinnon healthy for 16 games, Wilson healthy for 12, eight each for Coleman. Coleman, uh, 87 rushing yards while he was with. The 49ers, so disappointing stint overall coming over from the Falcons reuniting with Kyle Shanahan, Jarek McKinnon. That didn't quite work out either. So go figure, the two guys, uh, Mostert, a special teams ace, became a full-time back. Jeff Wilson kind of willed his way into a key role here. So we'll see. They brought back Wilson. Mostert they love, obviously, because of his versatile role here. So right now I would think the 49ers would be okay with that combination of Wilson and Mostert. Uh, producing here at running back in uh, 2021. We'll see they could add someone else to this mix and complicate things. Uh, here, Kyle Juszczyk, by the way, uh, it, not irrelevant totally, 266 and 6. So he scored 6 TDs as the fullback here. Uh, two uh, basically short uh, rushing TDs and the four receiving TDs. So gadget weapon, but he still got a half a dozen TDs on the season here. So when you look at the backs as a whole, six from Juszczyk, six from McKinnon, and you get uh, 12 there, and you add one for Jermichael Hasty. So they had 13 combined, and 13 combined for Wilson and Mostert last season. So definitely a little bit of uh, committee and piecemeal approach by necessity with all the injuries uh, let off by Mostert and Wilson. And uh, again, crowded backfield, not a lot to see there, and a disappointing roller coaster for fantasy. Try to figure it out from week to week. Unless Mostert was healthy, it was a hard situation there in San Francisco. All right, so there you have a breakdown of uh, what happened at quarterback and running back there. Injury riddled season four, sure, that was the theme of San Francisco's season. We still need to look at uh, where they could go at wide receiver, tight end, defense, and kicker. We'll do that in our uh, final uh, 
well, second to final segment. Our last segment, we'll look at the 49ers and what's going on with their salary cap, where they stand, uh, what they can do here still. Can they make some moves or will they stand pat and uh, where they could go here in the 2020 NFL draft? So 2021, I should say. So really a transitional look at the 49ers like we've done with all the teams. I do have to tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know football is over, but NBA, the NHL, and college basketball with March Madness here around the corner, men's and women's tournament, full swing here this weekend. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine at Bet Online. Bet Online to cover for all the news, scores, and odds it is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up at betonline.ag. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We'll be right back here to check in on uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle and what they did here for the 49ers in 2020. All right, let us continue the show here in a moment. Uh, the 49ers did have uh, some juice here at uh, the receiving positions. I do have to remind you, uh, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so the 49ers, uh, they did have a little bit of a revelation at wide receiver. It was not Debo Samuel. We're expecting some big things from him. He just couldn't stay healthy here. Had all kinds of uh, foot and hamstring issues here. So Samuel, he ends up playing only in seven games here. Catches 417 yards on 41 catches for one TD. So not much to see there. 9.2 points per game when healthy and half point PPR. That was 45th. Now this one is intriguing for Brandon Ayuk. 12.9 12.9 points per game. He finishes 33 overall in half-point PPR scoring. But he was 15th in average. What a big year for Brandon Ayuk. 8.25 and 7. And this was only in 12 games. Remember, he was limited. So you're looking at a guy that if he plays the whole season, 1,200 yards and double-digit touchdowns. So Brandon Ayuk, yeah, he was a wide receiver too, high-end when you look at the scoring average here for Brandon Ayuk, and a lot of it is he filled in for Samuel. He filled in for George Kittle. He had to be the go-to guy, see a lot of targets. And that's what happened. They did have some other guys eat into it, but Ayuk really showed a special ability as a first-round pick from Arizona State. Samuel, again, they're kind of interchangeable players if you look at their skill sets. Uh, more shorter catch guys make things happen after the catch. Can be dynamic in the red zone. Can be dynamic stretching the field at times. So... Just good, complete receivers with some good versatility, and that's what the 49ers offense is all about. You look elsewhere with their production, you had uh, get 825 and 7 from Ayuk in uh, limited duty, 417 and 1 for Samuel. You had uh, Kendrick Bourne, 667 and 2. You had Jordan Reed, 231 and 4 from tight end. Richie James, we know he had that big Thursday night game against the Packers, 394 and 1. And uh, Ross Dwelly, your third tight end, 245-1 and one here. And that's on top of Juszczyk and McKinnon uh, that they used them here uh, in the passing game quite a bit. So really a committee approach to passing the ball. And uh, that's sometimes frustrating for the 49ers. But Ayuk, however he slice it, was an every week start when healthy 
there as a solid wide receiver too. And I think he has similar upside. Samuel, I think, could also be a wide receiver too in this offense. They just need to streamline it a little bit. We're basically making a three-target offense with those two guys dominating. I think there's some signs that will happen here in 2021. Now let's look at George Kittle. He was uh, 19th in overall scoring. We know what happened with him. More injuries, yet another half-season guy for the 49ers. He only plays in eight games, had knee issues. But when George Kittle was on the field, he was special. 12.6 points per game in half-point PPR. That put him number three. So right there with uh, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller went healthy. The problem was not being healthy. So you look at the numbers here. Easy to translate over a full course of a season. He ends up with 48 catches, 634 and 2. So that translates to 96 catches, 1268 and 4. And I think he would have scored a little bit more, not just straight doubling that, but he would have been a bigger factor, maybe around 6 or 17 ease. But big year would have been there for Kittle if he had doubled it up here. So Jordan Reed gets the 4 TDs. He was pretty much used primarily in the red zone, so Kittle might have been used in that role had he been healthy a little bit more. Reed missed six games as well, so he could only go for 10. Dwelly played all of them, but uh, again, not a lot of production. Very efficient, 19 of 24 on his targets, 245 there along with his TD. But yeah, so there was a lot on the table there. If you look at it between what Kittle did in half a season, what uh, Reed and Dwelly had to do as a committee trying to replace him, there was a lot there. Kittle, you want to invest him in as a tight end one. We know the talent is there. We know... He's got the trust. He's got the contract. Everything that he says he should be dominating. There is that risk tolerance, however. He has had some durability issues. He plays the game pretty much like a freight train. So he's always going to put himself in harm's way at a very physical demanding position. He's a big time blocker. He's going to get after it as a receiver. So that's a high risk, high reward game. You play with George Kittle, probably the top of the line when you look at uh, that type of player in fantasy football. And I don't think... That necessarily changes here. He goes into his uh, prime here at age 28. So big, big season could be in store for Kittle if he can stay healthy. We know that. But how much you trust him there, that's that's the bottom line. I think you always are going to have to hedge your bets when you draft George Kittle early because we know that Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller have been uh, pretty durable here at that position. Now you look at defense, it wasn't that great. Uh, A lot of injuries there. Nick Bosa's injury really set a lot of things in motion for the 49ers disappointment all over the field defensively they didn't have that number one pass rusher they end up only with 30 sacks that's a pretty low total 12 interceptions here uh, 13 fumble recoveries so not a lot to be seen there with this uh, defense you had uh, Nick Bosa go down and that pretty much hurt everyone else they had Kerry Hyder leading the lead uh, leading the team with eight and a half sacks so not a lot of juice there. Not a lot of playmaking ability. They end up with 5.5 points per game. 19th, well off the radar. So they're a candidate for a strong rebound here. They still have a lot of their playmakers coming back. Bosa should be fully healthy here. They kept Kwaski Tart there. Uh, they moved on from Akella Witherspoon, but K1 Williams is there. Richard Sherman still in flux here, but uh, and Jason Barrett is certainly the mix here for the 49ers. So. Certainly uh, some playmakers out there at linebacker and in the secondary. And again, the pass rush should be extremely boosted here with the return of Bosa, who didn't even get going with the sack last season before he went down in the second game of the season. Now, kicker Robbie Gold, not much to see there. 
he finished this with 7.1 points. So well off the kicker radar there as a scorer. He's getting a little bit older. He's got limited range. And uh, this offense scoring on a more regular basis will help, but uh, still not going to go there for my kicker as an aging option here in 2021. All right, so there you have a look at the rest of the scoring for the 49ers here in 2020. Injury riddled, forget about season. We want them to bounce back stronger and uh, get all their assets going and more consistent here with their health. Again, there's no position spared here. It uh, went through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end uh, and defense here. It's a rough, rough year for the 49ers. That's how you have a Super Bowl hangover when you just don't have most of your key guys on the roster healthy. And the 49ers hopefully will look a lot better and a good candidate to rebound strong here in 2021. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, awesome-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup, folks, we are now in the flavorful floor on our way to the 2021 Built Championship it is a real tough one, so you can go out and uh, vote there. Just to check it out on uh, Twitter, Built Bar, that's bar underscore built, or you can cast your vote there at builtbar.com slash pages slash brackets. It's cookie dough chunk versus white chocolate birthday cake. Yeah, this is a good classic matchup, and uh, I do like uh, birthday cake a lot. We've talked about this, but uh, I am going with cookie dough chunk or the cookie dough ice cream cookies in general with uh, chocolate chips and all that that's what you're going to get in that flavor there so you can't go wrong with any built bar but uh you can go vote yourself you don't have to take my word for it but you can just uh get all the boxes in a mixed box and that's how i would do it you can try them all and make your own call there it's never been easier to get in on built bar and you have to know what everyone's talking about it is really the only protein bar you'll ever want after having built bar you just have to go to BuiltBar.com, and you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar in Built Bar Madness. We'll be right back here to wrap things up, looking at the 49ers uh, cap and uh, draft situation here for 2021. Okay, we do need to get into our final segment here, breaking down the 49ers' uh, free agency outlook here, what their depth chart looks like now. Uh, they have around $20 million under the cap, so we'll look at that, plus some uh, breaking news that happened uh, before we recorded here that we do have to talk about. So we'll do that in a moment. Uh, but first, got to ask you, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Lockdown NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the draft, the 49ers started the day with the number 12 overall pick in the first round. They make a blockbuster. They send a couple future first-round picks to the Dolphins. They move up all the way to number three. That was the pick acquired from the Texans. So the 49ers were picking 12. They are picking three. Their draft pick 
Hall uh, stays the same here because a lot of it affected future years. But now they have number three overall instead of number 12. 43, 103, 118, 156, 173, 181, 195, and 231. So still a lot of flexibility, but big news here. Now, on top of that, they said Jimmy Garoppolo is our starter. Uh, We know those things can change. There were some tenses there that he's our starter for now, this year, all that stuff. Remember, if you go into number three overall, you're stashing a future star here. So you can get out of the Jimmy Garoppolo contract now with uh, good cap savings, but they say they're sticking with it. That leads me to believe that they traded up for a quarterback they're stashing for next year, and that would be uh, Trey Lance of uh, North Dakota State. I know they liked his skill set a lot, but he needs a little bit of development. He's a younger quarterback, only played one year of college football there before a little showcase game in 2020. So, again, I don't think they would move up to number three, given that they have an elite tight end, George Kittle. They have top wide receivers. They used a first-rounder on Brandon Ayuk last year, and he did pretty well. And then you look at uh, elsewhere, offensive tackle Trent Williams got a big deal to stay at left tackle. So, they're not moving up for Panay Sewell. I don't see them doing it for one of the receivers if they like a Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith. I see it as a quarterback in mind. That's the only reason you move up this aggressively in a draft at any point. So nine spots. So we'll see what they do there. Garoppolo again, easy out on his contract this year or next. They don't have anything behind him right now. C.J. Beathard left for the Jaguars. Nick Mullins wasn't retained. So they took a flyer on two Joshes, Josh Rosen and Josh Johnson. They bounced around here. In the backfield, Tevin Coleman was signed by the Jets, so he's gone. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was not brought back, so Coleman goes with Robert Sala, the former 49ers defensive coordinator, and finds a new home there. So right now it's Mostert and Wilson there with uh, Jermichael Hasty being the third back. Uh, with uh, Kendrick Bourne leaving in free agency to the Patriots, Richie James, who had that uh, big game we talked about against the Packers, he slides in there, probably the slot option or versatile guy that they can line up all these guys in different spots with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Richie James right now is the third wide receiver here. And on top of giving Williams the big deal, locking him up, a record contract for an older tackle after an elite season replacing Joe Staley, they also uh, went out and got Alex Mack. We thought he might retire, but former uh, Falcons uh, center for Kyle Shanahan and that System a little bit older now, away from his prime. Also, former Brown had a lot of success early in his career, but Western Richburg looks like he might be retiring, so they needed to change there. Mike McGlinchey still on the right side, and uh, Lakin Tomlinson still left guard. So, pretty much uh, trying to keep the continuity of the 49ers offensive line, which is great for their uh, offense here uh, going forward and their skill players. Now, cornerback is still a need. Richard Sherman hasn't been re signed. Akilah Witherspoon left for the Seahawks. They kept K1 Williams and Jason Verrett. Drakowski Tart was kept at safety here, so they keep safety the same. Emmanuel Mosley slides up into a starting role for now without Sherman, so that's a need here. Um, defensive line, uh, they added Zach Kerr to the rotation, and uh, right now Nick Bosa hopefully will come back healthy with Eric Armstead and D Ford as they change defensive coordinators here. And the other move they made here for a starter, acquiring a Samson Ibicom from the Rams, so a guy that they can plug in their linebacker with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. So, Verrett coming off a pretty good year when healthy, so they feel good about him as a corner if they have to lose Sherman. Mosley, uh, we know, has his ups and downs there on the outside. Tart and Ward, a pretty good uh, combination in the middle. So, and the 49ers 
not too much fundamental changes on the front end. So the biggest thing we're watching now going forward is uh, what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do they really want us to expect that he is going to stay there and be the starter and they're not going to make a move for a quarterback? I I think it's really hard to believe. You just don't see those big moves for non-quarterbacks, especially for a team that doesn't have a need for some of the other best talent available and have high-end talent at those positions. So we'll definitely watch how the 49ers close their off-season. That's going to be a big storyline here, especially after this big draft trade up. They've certainly put a lot of attention on themselves. Now, we know the Seahawks have had a lot of attention with Russell Wilson and uh, what's going to happen with him. That will be our next team up in our breakdown of uh, 2020 seasons in review, 2021 off seasons in preview, really in progress here with these teams. So that will be our last one. Then we'll start looking at the depth charts, as I mentioned, uh, across uh, both conferences here at the key positions of quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So we'll start a new series there, and then uh, we'll go fully into the draft once we get into April, uh, the middle there, uh, it'll all be uh, dominated by NFL Draft preview talk from a fantasy football perspective. So thanks again so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football all week. This has been Vinny Iyer. This has been a look at the 49ers. Have a great weekend. Uh, good luck in all your basketball rooting this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.